Well, your Kansas City Chiefs had to grind out another one on Sunday Night Football against the New York Jets. They won 20-23. There was a lot that went on. You already know we're going to talk about it today, Chiefs Kingdom. So get ready. Welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast, and you're with your host, producer Eric Bartis. Again, welcome to Keem Connect. Hope all of you guys in Chiefs Kingdom are doing very great today on this Monday. It is a victory Monday, even though the game was ugly last night, but that's just how the NFL is. It's a league of parity, like Andy Reid always says, all the damn time, and games never come easy. If you just thought that games were supposed to come easy every week, then you are mistakenly wrong. And I know this happens every single time, but we, we for some reason, since we've been a dynasty, we sometimes get surprised when they play like this because even though there's some mistakes, they tend to overcome most of it, most of the time. But yeah, last excuse me, last night was pretty ugly of a game. But you know what? You got to take the wins how they come. I'd rather win an ugly one than lose a, you know, lose a freaking game where we blew, you know, we were blowing the team out and we completely blew the lead, which has happened plenty of times, or we were just getting our asses kicked from the, from the jump. So I'd rather win, win in a grind out if it has to be that way. And it had to be that way last night because the New York uh, Giants, the New York Jets did not, they did not want to, you know, take us lightly. And or they, you know, that was or they didn't was I guess I said that completely wrong. You know, they were not taking us lightly. And they were, you know, trying to hit us with everything they could, offensively, defensively. Um, their special teams was not, I mean, they did hit a few with Zerline, but they missed that one with Zerline. It was a right before half, I think. So anyways, um, Let's just go ahead and start with the uh, game grade, which, uh, by the way, Chiefs Kingdom, this is episode 105 of the podcast. Yes, I said it, 105 of the podcast. We're, we're moving along on all these episodes. You know what? I just lied. It's not 105 of the podcast. 105 was the last one. This is 106. That is my that is my bad. This is 106 of the podcast. I didn't even go back and relooked at it. I literally just looked at the last episode that I just did, the preview of this one, and completely went off that. I don't even know why it did. No, this is episode 106 of the podcast, season two. Um, we're moving along, trying to get through these weeks. Um, the show is doing pretty great. Um, but as as far as the the game grade goes, yeah, we did win twenty three to twenty. It wasn't a super high scoring game. I think I think we had I think I had us winning pretty pretty convincingly. I want to say it was like thirty one to ten. I believe I thought we were gonna win thirty one thirteen, but nope, did not play out that way. Anytime I feel like we I I pick a score that we're supposed to have, it just it never ends up playing that way. So it, it is what it is. Um, but I do give the game grade a C. The only reason why I give it a C is because uh, the defense was not was not doing pretty well. 
um, in the for about two and a half quarters. I mean, they were I mean, and they were kind of getting in a blunder because, you know, the offense was stalling a lot, too. And Mahomes was pretty bad uh, for most of the game outside of the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and the first quarter in the general in the game. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, I have to give it a C because the offense took, took forever to kind of get going and they just had to, they had to do things. Um, well, I meant like they, they, they were hot I mean, the whole team was hot in the first quarter and they completely just checked out and it wasn't until, and it was, they checked out and it was a complete grind after that for two and a half quarters until, you know, or basically until the rest of the game until we had to, Mahomes had to pull it out on his own. But no, I give the game grade a C in general. It, it can't be a B because it wasn't, it, there was just so many mistakes on, you know, both sides of the ball. You really can say special teams was probably the only thing that was mistake free, essentially. Um, but I do give the game ball to uh, none other than Isaiah Pacheco. We obviously know why the dude was beast mode last night and just doing amazing things. So I give the game ball to him. Um, let's just go ahead and get it out the way now. Um, talk about a little bit of the Taylor Swift stuff. And if you want to fast forward through this part, I do not blame you at all. I'm not judging you. I'm just acknowledging the fact that she was there. And yes, they did cut a few times to her, you know, her, um, sweet. And I know that annoyed a lot of people. Um, for me, I was just, I was just more annoyed because of how the game was going and it wasn't nothing against her personally. It was just the fact of like, like, let's just, can we just more so acknowledge the game just because of how it was going. And I know that's probably maybe a little hypocritical because it's like, you know, last week I wasn't really tripping about it, but we were also up by like 30 points and it didn't, the game didn't matter. We were winning. Um, but this time, I mean, it was, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't mind them showing her. I just didn't want them to like, they were doing it like after a bad play would happen, then they would go right to her. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to see her right after a bad play like let's go back to the game that that was more so what i was getting at and is is nothing against her in a personal way because i i do support her and travis and uh her their relationship whatever it is and i respect that now there was a lot of celebrities there and i know that there was probably there were some chiefs fans out there that were throwing this narrative that do you think pat is playing with a little bit of pressure on him because the celebrities around and i'm like this dude has played in Super Bowls when there's 10 times more celebrities there than any other regular than ever in a regular Sunday night game. Yes, there happened to be Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, um, Sophie Turner and uh, Blake Lively and um, obviously Taylor Swift. I mean, those, you know, they they were all there, but it, this is this is nothing new for the guys to, to play in front of, you know, stars like that or whatever. Um, I just think it was just, uh, it was just bad reading and that's just what it came down to. It, it was, I don't think there was pressure from that outside noise. That's, that's not, that's just not how they work. They don't, they don't, I don't, they never play based off of what's, what's going on in the outside. It's, it's, unless it's, they're using it from a motivational standpoint, it's, it's more so of what's happening in the game in itself. But that's the only acknowledgement I'm going to give the whole Taylor Swift celebrity situation, and I, I fully support her and Travis, and uh, that's it. Anyways, um, 
one thing that I I was bothered by this 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 really bothered me. It was Rodney Harrison's comments. Look, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it get on social media. Just look up Rodney Harrison um, comments. You can probably even see it on YouTube. I'm sure it's posted all over YouTube. It was egregious. It was asinine. It was dumb comments. Now I I didn't I didn't see it initially um, when I did my notes, but he did. I guess he did come out and apologize, which I'm glad he did. Um, look, we can think of players bad, and that's true. Like I trust me, I have said plenty of players are garbage. I have said that, and I'm sure we all say it. We all think it. But there also comes a time when there's professionalism and you are in a professional job right then and there. You know, see, for me, I'm 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 this is not a profession. This is a hobby of mine. I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting in a studio by myself in my own podcast. I'm 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 a regular person. So this is this is all opinionated for me at the end of the day. But, you know, for you, you do this for a living. You're an analyst. You're not a football player no more, bro. So you got to sometimes turn the football player mindset off and put the analyst mindset on of what you're doing and actually analyze and not say true feelings. That's stuff you tell your friends. That's stuff you, you, you say to colleagues be off camera. You don't say, you know, you don't say, or just don't say it at all. You can feel it. You can think it, you know, look, I'll admit it. I don't think Zach Wilkinson's a good quarterback. He had a great night last night. He did. But I don't think I, I don't think he's a great quarterback. But if I was an analyst, I'm not going to go out there and say in front of a camera on NBC, which is a nationalized thing. I'm not going to sit here and say he's garbage. And that's what he did. He asked Chris Jones, what did you think about Zach Wilson, all this stuff? Chris Jones was very humble. He said, man, he was out there playing very well. And, you know, he was, you know, he just basically praising them saying that you know he he you know did you know shocked them played well all this and that you know and teams should very you know take him very seriously and then you know Rodney Harrison goes goes on and on to say um after this yeah but you guys all knew that he was garbage from the get-go it it was completely asinine I'm I'm I wasn't, you know, I was thinking about actually taking the clip and putting it out here on here, but I, I'm not going to do that. Like I said, if you guys want to go and look it up, you guys can go and look up the clip. I'm not going to acknowledge the, the that that trash because you, you don't say that on national television. And then he followed it up with, he even doubled down even more when Chris Jones went, tried to even go backtrack it again and even was staying humble and was like praising him and saying like, nah, he's a very talented quarterback. And Rodney was like joking, like not joking, but like he had that laughing face, like as in like, bro, are you serious right now? Like, like that was the what he was getting. And he was like, bro, are you serious right now? He's like, he's not talented, but you're talented. And and so it, it was just like a whole weird thing. I didn't I didn't understand where it came from. Um you know, it just it goes back to the whole Bart Scott comments, what, three weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, talking about uh, freaking uh, who's injury. Um, oh, gosh, he, he had commented on an injury. The Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs going being out for the season um, with an AC with the with an ACL tear. And um, 
they and then you know he went and said he went and, he followed up with the comments like hey what like what look what Stephen A. Smith always says you know and it it said followed up with a comment of basically saying like shit always happens or whatever and then that's you know blah blah blah, blah. and then Stephen A. was like oh come on man like no that we're not using it in this context and and ryan clark even acknowledged that and some people were even trying to get on to tony dungy and homeboy that was standing right next to them and like why they didn't say anything after rodney why weren't they commenting the moment that rodney said those comments honestly if they're natural human beings and normal human beings like we we should think they are because they are even though they're in front of a camera and they have to kind of turn something off. They are still human beings with true feelings. And I almost wonder if they felt secondhand embarrassment right there. And it was almost like that awkward thing. Like, uh, I, I don't know what to say because if I respond back and disagree, it's going to turn into something that was never supposed to be turned into the, 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 it was supposed to be a normal interview with Chris Jones post game asking him what he thought about the game. You know, look, if you disagree with that, then you know what? And you want to tell Chris that you disagreed with, you know, Zach being talented or you thinking that he's that he's garbage, then tell him to that off camera. Send a text to him. I don't know. Don't don't sit there and say it on camera because you were trying to bait Chris Jones, and that's what pissed me off even more. And I'm and Chris Jones is a grown man; he handles his own. And when we all Chiefs Kingdom, we all respect what he did. And he, you know, I hope, I hope Chiefs Kingdom with all the shit that happened with him all off season, I hope that you guys can put that shit behind and actually realize that this dude's actually a good person. He 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 he's he's just wanting to do what he thought was best for him, you know, and. If you didn't see the New Heights podcast show with him on it, I highly recommend. It was a great episode. So, um, but I didn't appreciate that. That was asinine. I think most Chiefs Kingdom would agree that Rodney Harrison comments were asinine. But I will say that I am glad that he came out and admitted that he was wrong for those comments because I'm sure he probably got a fine and he probably got told like, "Hey, you don't do that again, or you're out of here." So, um. One thing that's obviously been going around, uh, it's the penalties and the call that happened last night. Another call at the end that everybody thinks that we we rigged it or we it, we're conspiring with the refs and blah, 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 blah. Look, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out here right now. As a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I, I used to dream to be in a position like this, to be in a position where you win so much that teams hate you and they have to find every little thing to diminish your, you know, diminish you, you know, bring you down, try to throw you guys off for a season, you know, throw a fan base off, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, the penalties, the calls, they happen for a reason. And we fans have to stop going out there and bitching and complaining over the dumbest shit. Like I said, when I was young and watching this team, I started in the Gerback Gannon days, based where my age is. 
when I can somewhat understand how the how football was working and how the ball was moving around and what a touchdown summit was, I was born and raised a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And when I started watching Kansas City Chiefs football and grasping onto the game, that was Gerback Gannon years for me. And we had ups and downs from then on there through the Trent Green years, through the 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 even you know the bad quarterback years with the uh, with um, Herm Edwards and the the Palcos of the world, the Thigpins in the world, the Hewards of the world, um, and then um, going into the Haley years, which were horrible in itself. I mean, minus the the, the one year they made the playoffs, um, and then you had the one horrendous year with. Um, Romeo and then before we got Andy and then that was an up and down thing before we got Mahomes. So it, it's I used to dream of times like this to be in a position where team where fans and teams and and even analysts are out there, you know, just just hating you because you win too much and they think everything is going in your favor. No, it's the fact of the matter is you had the better coach, you have the better quarterback, and usually when you have those two things, usually you're on top. You know, we bitch and complain about Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, and yes, there were a lot of asinine things that have happened with him. I wouldn't say to the extent of, you know, I wouldn't say what we've done is to the extent of what they have done. And I'm not saying we've done anything because we haven't. We're not part of there's no gates that we've been a part in or nothing that's accused us to like, you know, to be a, a, a thing or investigations or anything like that. There was none of that. There's nothing been like that with Kansas City. So. We are the hated. Because we win too much. According to everybody. Um, But. How I see it. We're winning. We're taking care of business. And that's what dynasties are supposed to do. They're not supposed to just lay down for a year and say, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna break our dynasty mode and give you a year, you know, just to make it fair for everybody, you know. And no, that's not how it works. I'm not saying the Chiefs are gonna be in the Super Bowl every year. No one in their right mind thinks that. But when you have the best quarterback in the league right now, the best player in the world right now, I should say. The best head coach, right, coaching right now. I didn't say all time, and Patriots fans get their fucking panties in the wad when I say best coach because they think that even Bill, with Bill only having one playoff playoff appearance post Brady, and with this like four season, four or five seasons post Brady, and you still haven't done, you still haven't done Jack, and yet we've been to the AFC Championship the last five years. And we've won uh, two Super Bowls out of the last uh, out of the last uh, four years, but while going to three. So, for people to keep bitching and complaining, you know what? I love it. I love it because it means you're doing something right. All right, let's actually get on with the game review in itself. Um, we're going to start with uh, – I'm going to pull up the statistics real quick. How that game went down. Okay. All right. So, uh, looking at the quarterback play, you know, Pat, he, he did not play. He played well in the first quarter, did not play well. Second quarter, third quarter, 
in most of the fourth quarter until like when it mattered the most. And he, and you know, he did it with his legs and not really with his arm. Um, Pat was awful. And I think we can, we can say that. I know a lot of fans don't like to admit that at times they don't, they don't, they put Patrick on such the highest pedestal and he's deserved that. Like, I think, there are times where, you know, he can make a mistake and it's like, okay, like we know that's uncharacteristic of him. We know he's going to end up correcting it the following play. And most of the time he usually does. But when you are just forcing stuff and you're throwing picks, you're look you're looking awful. And it's like a consistent thing. And you can see it in him that he's that he's doing that. It, it it's it's starting to become it became a problem. And so they had to, you know, adjust a lot of things, you know, going more heavy and doing more shorter routes and running the ball a lot more. Pat got it done when it mostly mattered with the legs. And that's what always that's what separates the great players from the rest. You know, you can play a bad game most of the game, even though your team, even though your team's still in it or you got like a little bit of a head, head um, a lead. You get it done when it matters the most even if it wasn't pretty. And it wasn't. You look at Mahomes' stats, I mean, yeah, he he had 200 yards and stuff, you know, which is actually nothing for him. We were used to seeing at least 280 plus 300. I will we'll put he's a 300 guy. So, um, but he had he was 18 for 30, you know, only threw one touchdown that was a to Noah Gray and um, and the only reason why it worked is because Noah Gray was wide open off of a miscommunication and coverage. Um, and, um, and not that, 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 I mean, you're, you're doing your job. I wasn't trying to take away from that touchdown. I'm just was explaining how the touchdown came about. And, um, he, he had two interceptions that were ugly and he could have had more. And I, he was just under throwing passes, trying to force feed Kelsey at times. It, it was ugly, and I think we as fans, we can put blame on him. I think even with, you know, being a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, winning so many games, ugly games, close games, being carrying team carrying the team on his back, we can, we can get on to him. I mean, there were times in the 2021 season you were like, whoa, what is going on here? But for the most part, I love Pat. We all do. He's going to be fine. It, it was just that one game, and I'm just glad that we still came out on the green side, the W side. But he got it done with his legs. Obviously had that long run um, to technically get the field position, and then um, he had the run to the outside, and he took a, he slid, and which a lot of people, were, I'm sure, who betted on the game were pretty upset. I mean, I, I can't can't deny that one because you probably put money on him doing a lot more or at least having like a rushing touchdown or anytime score or whatever the case may be but yeah it, RIP to your parlays if you had one uh last night on the Chiefs I should say um <clears throat> on to the running backs or actually let's go over to the, the Jets quarterback real quick Zach Wilson because he did you know, he technically did outplay Mahomes. He had twenty. He was twenty-eight for thirty-nine, two forty-five, and two touchdowns. I mean, they made him look really good last night, and um, that's 
you know, I know people say, oh, Zach Wilson's better, but they're just they're just trolling at that point. They're, that's what they are doing. I mean, no one no one in the right mind believes Zach Wilson is truthfully better than Mahomes. It was just a one night game and off game. And it's not like they play against each other. They play Mahomes went against a good defense. Mahomes went against a top defense like the New York Jets defense is good. Like, I don't know why people sit here thinking that they were just going to be some pushover. Yes, maybe on the offensive side because of their quarterback. But he torched our defense up for most of the fucking game. All right, on to the running backs. Pacheco, man. Beast mode 2.0. Keep feeding this man the rock. He did not want to go down. I, I don't want to say I think he's leading the league in missed tackles. Or not missed tackles, like forced missed tackles. And, I mean, that's what you want out of your running back. Um, he He runs extremely hard. Um, they call him Pop for a reason. It was nice to see him on that franchise episode. He played quarterback all four years of high school and then before transitioning to running back at Rutgers in college. And I, you know, this is one thing I was telling my girlfriend. I was like, look, you know, it, you know, most players that are at this level, like professionally, I think has played quarterback at some level at least one time in their life. And more, not like, you know, I understand it, Pop Warner. Pop Warner, you kind of said they kind of make you play everywhere because they just want you to learn how positioning is in general. And then you kind of figure out who you are based off your build and moving forward. Um, but when you, you know, most of these, I, I'm sure most players in the NFL have played quarterback, played quarterback in the high school. I mean, McKinnon played quarterback. So, I mean, and Kelsey played quarterback. I think a lot of the great players – in this game at this level has played quarterback at least once in their lifetime that has somewhat helped them moving forward playing whether it's playing defense whether it's playing offense you know why because the quarterback has to know everything the quarterback has to know the entire offensive lines movements the quarterback has to know what the running back's going to do the quarterback has to know what the receivers are going to do and on top of that the quarterback also has to know what the defense is showing what the defense is showing and what they're going to do it, it's it there's whether that's pre-snap and, you know, post-snap, it's just all that stuff. The quarterback is responsible. So that's why, you know, you see a lot of these great players who have played that position at least once in their life, like Pacheco. McKinnon was nowhere to be found. I, I played him in fantasy this weekend. I don't know why I decided to. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, well, he had two rush. He had two passing touch or rushing touchdowns last week or whatever passing touchdowns. I can't remember. And maybe they're going to feed him. Maybe this is the point where they start, you know, trying to use McKinnon a little bit more. Maybe even though it's kind of a premature thing for them to do because they like to say McKinnon more towards the second half of the season. But, you know, they 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 needed him out there. Um, more so, I think, uh, in the past, and you could utilize them more in the red zone too. Uh, Ceh, I mean, and here you go. Ceh, he sucks, and I can say that. You know, I think I don't know why they just want to keep feeding him and feeding him. And he had one, he had a few good runs, he had a good catch, but the 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 thing is they keep running outside zone with him. And I don't understand why, why do you keep running outside zone with, uh, Clyde Edwards Lair? He's too slow to move to the outside and move laterally. There was one play last night where you thought this guy was actually going to freaking get around. You're like, Oh shit. He's actually about to break around. Nope. Defender met him right there at the line of scrimmage. It, it, it just, it was a delusion. It legitimately was a fucking delusion on the goddamn play. Sorry. I didn't mean to use the, 
Lord's name in vain like that for all, you know, my Christian people out there. Um, but still, you know, it, 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 they did not, they do not need to be playing this man like this. Look, it, you know, I like the certain goal line moves you're going to do, but run the ball under center. Stop running it from the from zone. If you're going to do that from, from uh, shotgun, if you're going to do that, run ISO, run up the middle, run in between the tackles. Stop, stop doing, uh, stop doing this zone running to the outside. It's not working for Clyde, so stop doing it. It, it sometimes it don't even work for the other guys. Um, uh, they're running backs for the most part. Uh, outside, you know, obviously Pacheco had a game. He, he was the most over total yards he's had in his career. Um, and then uh, Brees Hall, Brees Hall had about six carries, fifty six yards. David Cook only had five for six. And they pretty much shut the run game down from the uh, Jets for the most part, and that was that was uh, really nice to see. Onto the tight ends. Uh, Kelsey was moving. He was our leading receiver. Um, had uh, six for 60, uh, average 10 yards uh, per carry. So um, he he's fine. I mean, it wasn't like Kelsey was like, you know, an issue or move, but, you know, he was, he was getting covered. He was getting covered at times and they're taking They're taking him away in the middle unless he does like his own, his own thing around the numbers around the hash it's it, they're really really clogging that middle up and i think that's where the issue is where we're with pat is he does he can't there's there's not a consistent guy coming to the middle yet so um outside of kelsey and once we get there i think things will uh start to look better when it comes to the receiving game um not that i have any issues with the receiving core whatsoever i i really don't but i know a lot of chiefs fans do <clears throat> Uh, but again, Kelsey was uh, catching and moving the ball um, fairly, fairly well, and I had no complaints of that um, whatsoever. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, when we get back, we're going to go ahead and finish up with this game review. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? If you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to, I want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review. You can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, you guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on Instagram, and that's at Kingdom Connect. And then you guys can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Big EKC. That's Big EKC. And like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back. Um, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say about defenses taken away in the, the middle? And Patrick actually noted this uh, early in the season. I even it was probably even it was either after this after the first game or right before the uh the season even started i can't remember but i remembered he was asked and he even said like look i you know i i didn't really you know really you know appreciate what juju did you know did for this i didn't really show too much appreciation for what juju actually did for this offense and people 
people are so so frustrated with how things are going. I I know I'm still talking about the tight end room right now, and I probably shouldn't jump from that. I know I'm moving too much real quick. Let's finish up the tight end room. Um, Noah Gray had his touchdown. That was uh, beautifully drawn up. Obviously, Kelsey drew the coverage underneath, and then it just let Noah Gray let let him go by. Uh, guy thought he had safety help. Safety help was safety one paying attention. So. And Blake Bell just continues just to be a blocker. That's just what we're keeping him around for. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, on to the uh, receiving core. And uh, back to what I was saying about Travis Kelsey. I had no issues with how Kelsey was playing the game. Kelsey, Kelsey was doing what Kelsey could. And it does help to have another guy that can take away the middle just to help Kelsey get open a little bit more, too. All right, on to the receiving core. Um, KT, just a, a couple catches for only a little bit, nothing too crazy. Sky had no receptions. He was just used on jet sweeps. Um, uh, Watson, Watson, I think, did Watson even have? Um, Watson had one reception for five yards. MVS had um, one reception for six yards. He was... He was obviously held on that last play from Sauce Garner, and yes, it was a fucking hold. I I don't give a shit what Jets fans or any of these people out here bitching and crying about today. It was a hold. It was a hold. And you know what? A lot of a lot of people who were in like a lot of fans who are fans of teams inside the AFC East outside of the Jets have complained about has complained about this from Sauce since his rookie year that he is a gra- he is a handsy guy. He grabs a lot. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure maybe we said something to the rest like, hey, watch number one. He likes to grab a lot. But they called they called the right call. That's just what it is. Um Rice, I I the one thing that I did have an issue with him is trying to block a defensive end in Jermaine Johnson. Uh, let's not see anything of that. Let's not see any more of that, please. Um, but Rasheed Rice, he's he's pretty much going to be our our number one receiver outside of Kelsey. I mean, you already see the flash right then and there. I mean, he's still having some drop issues, and if he's going to be this guy where you know he dro- has at least one drop a game, and then he you know makes up for for three other catches, three or four other catches and stuff, and maybe a touchdown. If he can do something similar to that, you know, and you know, then I won't be as you know, upset about at least dropping one, but he needs to clean that up. He's, he's trying to move before he actually fully grabs onto the ball. And he's trying to, he's also trying to, it looks like he's trying to brace himself more um, just to take the hit. You know, he's bracing more for the hit more so that he's not, you know, paying attention to the ball. And I get it. Those guys are running full speed at you. So it it seems more logical to embrace the uh, hit first, but I mean, that's why you're in the NFL. You're going to have to take a hit to, uh, to make those uh, <clears throat> those catches and stuff, I should say. Um, but uh, back on Rasheed Rice, he he's gonna be pretty much our uh, our number one receiver outside of Kelsey. It, you've already seen it right now, and I think Mahomes kind of has the most trust from him outside of eighty seven. Whereas uh, Justin Ross, some people have asked. Uh, look, I. I'm what I'm starting to realize right now, and this is what I've seen of him. There have been plays where he's won matchups and he's gotten open. The plays, some of the plays he's been in. Um, but I also think when he was in preseason and we saw the flash, we saw 
what we thought um <clears throat> what we thought Ross was going to be he was going against other rookies too it it wasn't guys that were 3 4 years in the league that have seen the top receivers before you know it, it that's why you know you got to be you just got to be patient in general with this room guys it, i get it i get it it's not Tyreek Hill it's not Juju it's not someone who's just Mr. Consistent right now, but you have to understand with how this receiving core is. It's going to be a week by week basis. I think Mahomes even kind of reiterated that even for fantasy, it's going to be a different guy every week. You know, now it's, it's been Kelsey kind of leading the way the last few weeks, but still, you know, it was was sky in the, uh, the Jags game. There's going to be, there's going to be weeks where it's just a different guy. I mean, let's even put it in the, the Bears game. Now, that was an overall beautiful game from everybody, but still. But still. I, I In my personal opinion, I think the wide receiver core is going to be a week-by-week basis on who excels. And I think Rasheed Rice is eventually going to grow into that, um, that role. Now, as far as... Uh, now, as far as uh, the receiving core for the Jets, I mean, they, I mean, outside of Lazard and um, Wilson, that, I mean, they were pretty, they were pretty even in how they were getting the ball moving around. And, you know, you had their tight end Conklin, too. <sighs> Man. Gosh, I'm so tired today. I don't know why I'm yawning so much, Chiefs Kingdom. I mean, I just said I'm tired, but I shouldn't be yawning. I should, should have said. All right, let's go on to the offensive line. Um, these, the penalties from Juwan Taylor, they got, they got to stop. I mean, I know, I know that there was a few that one hold that was actually correct. That, that face mask or what was it? It was, I can't even remember. I'm like blanking out right now on the penalty, the safety. (laughs) If it was a face mask. The way it happened, it happened in the field of play. The foul court in the field of play. But they didn't really want to throw the flag. I mean, he was he was doing causing the action in in the field of play until he got kicked back and then they threw in the flag in the end zone, which is automatically a safety. Because if you, you get a penalty, um, if you commit a penalty in the uh, on your own end zone and stuff that you're d- defending and you're you're backed up that far and there's there's a penalty on you that essentially that that would have counted as a sack uh for um or some sort of tackle for loss um from the the defense because it's it's not fair for them to get to get held and to get you know to get it, it happened you know, the one thing they didn't call last week was with Karloff this how he got held in the end zone that should have been safety but no, they they called it on Juwan. Uh, they called it on Juwan Taylor, unfortunately. So we had to punt the ball away, and I think that's kind of what changed the momentum for the most part. Um, that, in my opinion, I think that was the the momentum switch, um, and when everything kind of started to go downhill um, with the uh, with the punt, because I think they already had like three points from a field goal, so that had put them up at like five at that point. And it, it was horrendous. It, it was it was horrendous call. And and most of the time they don't even call that type of stuff. They really don't. But you know, 
it is what it is. Like I said, if I'm going to sit there and say that to people, we have to say that too about ourselves. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I do think Taylor still needs to clean up the penalties as far as some of the holding. Now, hey, look, he didn't have an off, he didn't have a misalignment call. He didn't have an, or, you know, offsides, whatever, how they were calling it. You know, he didn't have that. So they clearly were not looking for that at all. Although, guess what I saw? I saw some players and I saw him even back a little bit. So it's just a ref narrative reason. And maybe, maybe the way Collingsworth and the way Mike Trico acknowledged it way too much on the home opener, they were probably like, hey, look, um, you probably shouldn't acknowledge that too much because it was it, it kind of made the NFL look too bad, even though it's wild because this has never been an issue until the Chiefs started doing it because we're playing on prime time all the time. So now you guys acknowledge that way too much. They probably told him, like, hey, don't acknowledge it like that. And we're not going to throw the flags, you know, so it is what it is. And they and they and they did it. You know, and that was good to see as far as that that type of penalty. So he's obviously cleaning that up, or it's just a, a week by week basis with whatever ref. But other than that penalty, other than the penalties with Taylor, his blocking's great. His pass blocking's great. Smith he blocked pretty good last night too. He did give up some pressures. I mean, Mahomes kind of ran in some of the pressures too. But I mean, the blocking in general last night was was good. Mahomes had a lot of time. There were a lot of plays where Mahomes was just standing there for years, for years. They had no pass rush. You know, but our our their secondary was locking our guys up, and that's why Mahomes just started had to take off running on some of those plays. Um, interior offensive line, Creed is Creed, Joe's Joe, the the normal two dudes right there, all pros. Um, Trey Smith, man, taking heads off. That oh man, I I feel bad for Whitehead. And was he number three? He got he got smoked smoked by Trey Smith. Um, on it, like it was a little pool play or whatever. And that was on Isaiah Pacheco's actual touchdown. So it was like a, that was a little misdirection. And you had the, you had uh Trey Smith pulling on the out and he blew Whitehead up. And so, and then Pacheco just did the rest and worked around, got around the defense and scored a touchdown. So that was beautiful to see. Um, but I, I do like the time they're giving him. I mean, given 15, that's that's that was beautiful to see compared to most years where tackles were not giving no good time and um, or or, you know, back into his early years starting where our tackles were amazing, but our interior was ass. So he was getting interior pressure, killing, killing him all the time. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, when it comes to. Um, the offensive line, they 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 held up minus the some of the penalties that happened. And even um I think this was I don't even think this was even on uh this wasn't even on no one because it was uh on Mahomes' one of Mahomes' runs and they, they were trying to say it was on the Donovan Smith was freaking uh holding uh Jermaine Johnson like crazy when on essence he had his hands inside the side the numbers. You could you can you can do that. Um, you, you can, you can, that's, that's called blocking. Look up Duke Manningweather. I've said, I've said his name before. He explained everything. A lot of, even good analysts are out there explaining about how that was, that was good blocking on. And, and if you want to say anything, Jermaine Johnson had his hands up in Trey Smith's face mask. 
I don't don't give me the excuse of like, oh, well, he he had no other choice but to do that. Oh, no, you don't do that. That's 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 illegal use of hands to the face. They not only call that on offense, but they call it mostly on defense. Um, so they didn't call anything right there from either guys. If you're going to bitch and complain and say that Donovan Smith was holding, which I don't which he wasn't. It was a true block. So get out, get over yourself and move the fuck on. All right, um, let's move on to the the defense. Move on to the defense. Little little quick notes I wrote down about the defense. Spags Spags was relying on the front four too much last night. Um, for me, the moment I noticed they're not getting home, it's it's we're we're sending guys. I mean, enough is enough, and that's what he would do. That's what he's done in years. So I I don't know why he wasn't quickly jumping to it, but I I think there's just there's just that faith in the front. I mean. It, I think it's going to be a lot better when Charles Amenahu gets here. And I, and I think, you know, the, the front's been fine. This defense has been fine in general. It's not like it, it, it's been horrendous. They just played a bad game last night and um, they weren't, they weren't playing aggressive. They, they were playing too conservative is what it felt like last night. They were, they weren't mixing coverages. They, um, and they were just doing just basic rushes and it wasn't, that's what it, that's, that's what it, um, that's what it was. Um, the guys were biting and reacting on play action too much. They they bit. That's what they were doing. Um, and uh, Wilson was rolling out, and that's what the, that's what we weren't seeing uh, earlier in the year um, is having uh, Zach Wilson roll out of the pocket and make uh, throws on side of the run. That's 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 Zach. That's his game. He he's not a statue quarterback. So trying to make him a statue, and that this goes back to what Chris Jones was even saying. And like, look, he's a good player. He's a talented player. You know, if he's used correctly, he'll be good. And I I say that about any guy. I think, yes, if you're used correctly, you'll be good. And I don't think he's been utilized correctly, but I also don't think he was that very much talented from the jump. I, I don't think because you can throw it on the run means you're Patrick Mahomes or you're Patrick Mahomes-esque. You know, that's just that's just not that's just not how it works. Now, he he did was he was playing a lot to his strengths last night. And that was, you know, if you're a Jets fan, I guess that's that's very positive to see from him. Um, but as far as like our Chiefs goes, we were we were giving him way too much. That that should never happen. They should have been man blitzing, engaging eight, sending seven, you know, guys, stop doing all this uh crazy zone blitzing and stuff that we don't need to be seeing that no more. Or at least not like not like on back to back plays. We did see a lot of uh, nickel, big nickel mostly, because uh, you know Drew Tranquil did start at the green dot. Um, some three three five uh, with Leo and Willie as your outside rushers, and then you had uh, Drew as your as your Mike in the middle, um, and then he had that that third safety that was right there, um, and that's <clears throat> that's essentially that three three five that they've been kind of flirting with. Um, over the years so far, and um, anytime that they put Drew on the edge last night, they uh, had uh, Cochran uh, come in for the Mike position, and uh, I can imagine that that would be Nick Bolton by the time he gets back. I mean, it would be uh, obviously Nick going back to the starter, and then you have uh, Drew coming in and being that guy that Cochran uh, essentially was for him on Sunday night. 
All right, let's look, let's look up position by position, essentially. Uh, linebackers, I'm starting to realize that the linebacker room is going to be a week-by-week week basis uh, uh, as well. It's, it's going to come down to um, – was I getting at? It's gonna come. It's gonna come down to which linebacker wants to have a day. And Leo Chanel obviously wanted to be that one that had a day. He played extremely well. You know, penetrating the gaps. You know, playing strong, using his power, speed to power on those outside rushes, playing that overhang that overhang Sam position. Um, and he's been playing extremely well. Leo has these last few weeks, but today was his day. Um, when it comes to the linebacking room. Um, and Willie, Willie was good. Willie had, uh, Willie had a couple P had a couple, uh, pass breakups, um, few good tackles and saves and stuff. So Willie, Willie played a good game and he was everywhere. And that's people wonder why Willie plays a lot. Willie alone, even though like his IQ is not the strongest, like he's not like as, you know, IQ as Nick. That's why he's not calling a defense, but Willie Gay is so frequently athletically gifted and it just so much about him that it 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 kind of makes up for some of the lack of like not that he doesn't know the playbook he obviously does but he's not out there calling the defense and you know i think <clears throat> with how that is you know you have you know you 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 have you have nick who does normally call the defense you know a guy like willie you you, you want him just out there just playing and being himself and that's that's why they keep him out there on the field a lot um, uh, Drew, Drew played okay, but you can obviously tell they're missing, they're missing Nick. I, I think Drew was getting a little gassed last night just because of the, the, how much he had to play. And that's just what it kind of comes down to when you, you were the first few weeks, you were, you know, just a rotational linebacker. And now you, you were getting more significant stuff, which we should see out of Drew. Cause I, I, anytime they have Drew on the field, they're better too. Linebacking core, I I love this room. I I have no complaints about it. This is the best linebacking core we like 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 I should say well balanced linebacking core we've had. Um, even the guys on special teams like Cochran and Cam Jones, like this is the most balanced linebacking room we've had in a long time. I should say I don't I don't remember other than like the years with Justin Houston and Tamba and uh, Derek Johnson. All right, so let's get over to the defensive line, uh, specifically talking the defensive tackles. Jones had a sack. He was getting doubled and tripled all freaking game. Um, he he takes the most doubles and tripled teams by percentage, I think, is what um, is known in the league right now. Um, and yet he 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 was trying to get home. He he almost got home a few other times, but that he did he managed to get that one sack. Which hey, if he's going to average at least a sack in every game, I'll take it. I mean, I'm not going to complain about what uh, whatsoever. But I mean, it was it was a pretty grind from the interior defensive line, and they were moving Jones everywhere. He was trying to find his guy, and he did. He he made, I think he got it on Elijah Vera Tucker, I believe. Um, <clears throat> let me let me. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker. That's what I believe. Uh, he lined up a few times in the um. Because uh, he was playing uh, tackle, Veritecker was. Since uh, their one of their tackles are hurt, and they had uh, Becton on the other outside, and he Mackay Becton would play. He was he was he was all right for the most part, but nah. All right, so 
um what was i gonna say uh yeah jones uh jones had a uh did have a sack and like i said he was getting doubled and triple teamed a lot uh tershawn wharton uh with he did have a fumble recovery which was nice to see uh derek Nani had a tackle for loss he was in impact in the run defense um i did like what i see uh from matt dickerson and his penetration towards the gaps uh, as far as edges go, uh, Scarlotta should have had a few sacks. I mean, he just he just slipped right after uh, Wilson. That was the, that was just the ability of Wilson just being able to move out of the pocket. He was just slippery. Um, I I did not need to see him dropped into coverage, especially on Garrett Wilson. I understand it was his own blitz, but I I just don't need to see him playing that seem to flatter just that flat responsibility. I just don't need to see it. Come on now. And FAU, he was getting some pressure, but he was dropped a lot too in the zone blitzes. And I just, I just don't like seeing that on a consistent basis. Like, do it every now and then, but come on now. And what a zone blitz is is that you know you're still leaving space wide open, but you're, um, and the quarterback's trying to find those those lanes. But you're you're what you're doing is you're you're making a defensive lineman drop into coverage because you're sending a you're usually sending a safety and usually sending a corner. You usually you're usually sending your nickel. You're usually sending your nickel and maybe another safety and maybe a linebacker or whatever or maybe not. So you you need to replace that person in coverage, and for the most part, they're usually sending another a linebacker too with it too. Um, uh, Dana Dana was nice. He had uh, he was uh, nice in the interior as well. Played very well against the run game. Had some pressure. Um. There was uh, one play where uh, Justin his helmet fell off and uh, Justin Reed actually uh, tripped over his helmet and would uh, and that was that touchdown to Conklin I believe the the tight end. Um, and speaking of, let's move on to the defensive backs. I mean the the edges we need to see more out of them. Uh, you know they had the pressure they were almost had there especially Carloftis. I mean, I think it's really just him and. Carlotta and Chris Jones are basically the big time winners right now. And Mike Dana are the guys on that defensive line that we need to really, really see more out of. I mean, I know Spags was trying to rely on them last night. They just weren't really getting home too much. Um, so like I said, on the DBs, Reed, he played okay, um, but did get tripped up on that touchdown, which is very unfortunate. Just an unfortunate play on um that happened. Because yeah, I think he would have gotten there and been able to at least uh, break the pass up. Uh, Cook uh, gave up a touchdown at the end. Uh, I can't remember who scored that touchdown, but that was not that was pretty ugly. But he did prevent one. I mean, when Brees Hall almost broke broke off for one, I mean he he stopped it. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they it, it could have been a different game. I mean, he prevented a long touchdown. So gotta gotta give him up for that one, or hats up uh, uh, for that one, I should say. Uh, Trent McDuffie. Played like Trent McDuffie. Uh, I mean, he's just being who he is right now. Played playing an extremely good game. Sneed played a pretty good game too. Uh, Tremari Connor was blitzed occasionally. Um, I still haven't seen the all twenty-two yet, other than some clips that analysts have. But once that comes out, I'm going to dive deep into what really happened and how the secondary looked. I'm just kind of going off of what I know from the eye test at now. Um, they did, like I said, they did try to blitz uh, Connor right towards the the beginning of the game, but they weren't. They kind of went away from it for a second. Uh, Mike Edwards, uh, he um, uh, was sent on a blitz and got home for the sack, which was nice to see. And he almost got that pick. He, it's just the way that he's getting interceptions is Mike. It's Mike Edwards esque. He's like that guy that's just the ball gets tipped and he's right there and he makes the play, which is what you want. 
and especially out of a third safety. Um, and back on the zone blitzes, it just wasn't working. Um, and they, they, the moment that we, we saw that, you know, happening and you have Karloftis block trying to cover Wilson. I just, it was back to the whole him even trying to cover ETN in the, um, in the, uh, or who was it? He tried to cover, I think he even tried to, he tried to cover, it was either Mixon or Jamar Chase in the Cincinnati Bengals game of last. I just don't, we just don't need to see that in those moments, but that's just bags trying to test some things out early in the season. It's even though we just ended September football, we're in October football right now. It was still kind of technically September, even on the first day of October, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I personally think um, we need to do less zone blitzing and more man blitzing in my, in my opinion. All right. Um, special teams have no complaints. Special teams are great. Harrison uh, Bucker was nails. He, he t- hit every freaking uh, kick at, at PAT. I think he's been he's been pretty good. All the I don't you know I don't think anything negative has happened. Um, punt's been great. Uh, Tommy's great. Just returning has been great. Monster was uh, Washington. He's he's catching everything. He's making the right decisions, and that's what you want. And that's why Dave Tobe said he's the guy moving forward. All right, uh, we did have one mailbag question, um, and this uh, kind of, and uh, before I answer this question, it kind of goes back to my comment that I mentioned earlier about how I'm really not too worried about this receiving core. I'm just, I'm really not. Um, it's someone, someone uh, asked, should we should the Chiefs trade for some trade for a receiver right now and make a move? Um, who who out there? I mean, if 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 I'm getting anybody, it's free agency. I'm not trading for no old guy out there, because a lot of these old guys out there that they're talented still. They're also looking to get paid, like Mike Evans. He wants a paycheck. He's not, you know, he's he he probably would come here and finish the season out if if it was uh you know by choice, just because he probably feels like the chances of winning a Super Bowl are better here which they are than Tampa, but he would also be told that you're not guaranteed getting a contract in a year. And I think he logically knows that, but um, I wouldn't be training for him is a reason why we didn't make the move for D hop. They're not, they, they, they like this receiving core and whatever we're going to get out of them is whatever we're going to get out of them. And I think we as chiefs fans have to have to just accept that. That's just what it is. These are young players. They're going to learn. It's hard to play with Mahomes. It's hard to learn Andy Reid's offense. It's hard to play around how Travis does his game. Because you got to understand, Travis does his own game most of the time. Not saying it throws other guys off, but you have to understand that the growing pains are going to happen. We have to realize, I I know we had Juju. Juju had already been in the league for six years at this point. Juju had already been a thousand yard receiver. He had already been catching passes from a guy who's going to go down in the Hall of Fame, probably. It, 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 you can't you you can't sit there and compare the two because we had him. And if you think about it, Juju missed games last year. He wasn't always great every game. So give the receiving core patience. It's going to happen. Rice is going to happen. It, it just going to take time. It is. It, it's. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to happen. If I. I personally did not think that things were going to start popping off. You know, right now. 
you know, I think it's going to be a week by week basis. Like they always keep saying it's a week by week basis with this receiving core mostly. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, that's pretty much the episode, the review episode right then and there. I mean, they they took care of business. Like I said, it was an ugly game, but you have to count the wins and take the wins how they are. Um, we'll be getting that preview episode for our, our week uh, five matchup against um, against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. So we'll get that out later this week. But uh, And Jets fans can bitch and complain all they want about the holding call on Sauce Gardner. It was a hold again, like I said. You don't understand what happened to us earlier in the game. I already mentioned it earlier about the egregious safety that should have never been called. Should have never been called when that happened outside of the damn field of play. I'm not going to get back into that one again. But another one that was egregious that I almost forgot to bring up was the damn uh, Derek Naughty horse collar on the running back. You can grab somebody in the front of their jersey to tackle. You can't grab them in the back that can prevent them uh, – that can pull their neck back and cause injury impossible. That's why that's a horse collar tackle, but you can grab somebody in the front of their Jersey because it automatically pulls them forward. It, you want to sit there and you want to sit there and get onto us about, you know, about get, uh, you know, getting a call. What about those? What about those? It, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. My pop, you know what my pops used to tell me as a kid all the time. My pops used to tell me, don't put the refs in a position to where they're going to make a call that's either going to hurt you or it's going to benefit you. Don't do it. Don't take the chance. Take care of business. Don't make the dumb decisions. Because when you don't take care of business and you make dumb decisions, that's when you start basically handing the game to the ref and putting the game in the ref's hands. All right, ref, you choose who the winner is today. So, and what I mean by that is because you're going to make a mistake and they're going to call a penalty on it or they're going to call a foul on it and you're going to pay the price. And that's just what it is. So, again, y'all can keep bitching and complaining all you want about the damn penalties. Robert Sala can bitch and complain all he wants. He got the flag on him, deservingly so. You know, All the analysts that are going out there, even some reporters, sports reporters out there talking about egregious calls, you know what? Fuck them. Just fuck them. That's all that it comes down to. Because when you're in the best team in the league, you're going to have shit like this. You're going to have all this heat. That's just what it's about. Because the Kansas City Chiefs know how to win when it matters, whether it be pretty, whether it be ugly. Because that's just how the Kansas City Chiefs are. That's what 15 does. 15 played bad. We can acknowledge that, but he took care of business when it mattered. And we have to keep grinding because that's who the Kansas City Chiefs are. They keep grinding all the damn time. And with that being said, the connect is always real.